Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Good evening, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. It is a tremendous honor and a thrill to be with you on what's turned into a pretty busy night. I do want to talk about wrestling. Oh, what a press conference there was tonight. I'm hook, line, and sinker in this thing. Uh, I don't know what's real, what storyline. I don't think they do, but I won't. I'll save that for another time. But there is a lot going on tonight. There's a lot going on in Vegas. You have a bunch of NBA games in play right now after a deadline day, which, to be honest, was not the most riveting trade deadline day there's ever been. But if you take all the trades that have happened in this season, you know, there's been some big trades. Like, we are not counting Damian Lillard being traded. We're not even counting James Harden being traded. So there's been some big trades throughout the season. And that's why today there weren't as many, like, massive ones. So we did get some trades today. We'll talk about those. But that's all going on here tonight. We've also got the Lakers unveiling a new statue for Kobe Bryant, uh, a couple of them. So we'll talk about that throughout the night. They are in action tonight against Denver. So they are going to be in action. I would expect a big uh, LeBron James game today, you know, because anytime that he can attach himself to Kobe's legacy, he does. I don't mean that as an insult, I don't think. I'm just saying, like, I think he'll have a big night. But also Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis tends to show up in big games as well. So I think he might have a big night uh, also. And then, of course, they're up against Joker. So you got a lot going on in the NBA. You've got the um, NFL honors tonight, which I'm going to wait to talk about those because this award show, I don't know why they do this. I really don't. It's some of these awards, like if you're watching it live, you're behind, which doesn't make sense. But if you're watching it on TV, these the, what you've seen's already happened. And sure, okay, live TV and your TV, there's like a seven second delay and then maybe 30 seconds for the satellite transmission or the streaming. We get that. But some of this stuff happened 30 minutes ago. The TJ Watt, I saw TJ Watt tweet 
that he's like, oh, I got to deal with this again. You know, T.J. Watt didn't get Defensive Player of the Year. Boo-hoo. He's crying about it on Twitter. He tweeted that about uh, 8.15 Eastern, and then the award was given out on TV at about 9.20 Eastern. So it is behind, but then it catches up a little bit. I don't know if they're, like, cutting stuff out on the fly. So there are some awards that have been given out. I just, I'm not going to talk about any of them until the end. Cause you know, I know some people listen to the radio or listen to us on the Odyssey app while they're watching TV. So even if, even if there's one person at home doing whatever, where the NFL honors is on your TV and you have us on another platform, I'm not going to ruin it for that one person. I'm not going to ruin it because I've seen a bunch of stuff that's already happened online. They announce it, but you haven't seen it yet on your television. So I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to ruin it. It will all know everything in the next hour, I believe. So we can talk about it then, but I'm not going to ruin any of the awards. I'm not going to ruin the hall of fame stuff. Um, we do have Marco Belletti on the updates. If, if he mentions something that's, that's up to him. Uh, that's not, that's not my department, but I'm just, I'm not going to say anything about the NFL awards until a little bit later, other than the, uh, a half attempt of a shot. I took it at TJ Watt. I'll get into this another day. I need more proof on this, but there is a take I'm working on where I do believe TJ Watt is one of, if not the dirtiest player in the league. And I think a lot of people are stunned to hear that because TJ Watt is part of the Watt family, such a you know fun guy. Ah, uh-uh. I, I I want a bunch more evidence before I present to you my case. I've I can think of specific plays I've seen in my head, but I can't tell you when it was or it's just like me. It's just a he said she said right now. So I do believe that TJ Watt is at least a dirty player. I do, I do. I think there's some after the play shots that he takes. Um, you know, he's very good. I'm not going to, you know, he's, he's, he should have been, could have been defensive player of the year. It went to somebody else. That one I'm not spoiling. Went to miles Garrett, but, uh, I got, I got to work that up before I present it confidently. All right. So, but know that it's sometimes, you know, maybe you got a little trailer, just a little sneak peek. It's like a movie trailer. I, here's a movie trailer for you. Someday I'm going to bash TJ Watt. All right. I don't know when the movie's going to open. I don't know how many theaters it's going to play in, but someday that movie will will come out, okay? So we've got that. And then, uh, like I mentioned, we've got the trade deadline, which was not insanely active today. There were some trades, some trades I think that, that matter that are going to be important. But again, a lot of these trades that are going to be the most impactful have already happened. I still think James Harden, like I want to mention him in this trade deadline because when he first said, I'm never playing for Maury again, and I'm out of here. Get me out of here. I did not think that they would get a deal done within the first two weeks of the season. I thought that was going to be a knockdown drag out process. They got a deal done. And since they got a deal done, the Sixers were very good, almost better without them. They're dealing with an Embiid injury, and they made some moves today. But then the Clippers have looked really good. And we've got a potential here. I don't think it would be as like downtrodden as much of a rebuild from, you know, the depths of the 
garbage part of the league as like a Browns Lions Super Bowl would have been. That would have been that would have been great. Those franchises have been so tortured for so long. But we could kind of be on a track to to a Clippers Knicks NBA Finals. I mean, that would be that'd be something. So that trade has happened. We saw at the end of 2023, the Knicks, you know, the the Toronto Raptors had a fire sale. And so they gave OG Ananobi, who's out for a little bit here, uh, but they gave him to the Knicks. The Pistons and the Wizards traded the, the 13th guys on their roster. You had the Raptors get involved again with the Pacers, Siakam getting dealt. Even the Terry Rozier trade for Kyle Lowry, heat quiet today. Uh, so that, that you, you've had some trades. And those trades that I mentioned, it's probably more impactful than any thing that went down here today. Um, Xavier Tillman goes to the Celtics from the Grizzlies for some picks. I think that he'll be a guy that can get minutes, especially deep into a, into a series. So I think the Celtics did get better today. They acquired some depth there. And they also made a trade with the Sixers that I'll get to. Um, you know, the Timberwolves getting Monte Morris. I don't know what that's going to do. Uh, the Raptors and the Jazz trading essentially contracts with each other. Kelly Olynyk, Otto Porter. Buddy Heald. So the Sixers get kind of active today. They trade Marcus Morris Sr. and Furkan. Furkan Fur, I always call him Forkman Corkman. I always forget his name. Uh, Corkmaz. They trade him. He's been waived already, I think. But they get Buddy Heald. They get Buddy Heald from the Sixer, uh, from the Pacers. So the Sixers get Buddy Heald, all right? They also send out Daniel House to Detroit. They make a trade with the Bucks, where they get rid of Pat Beverly for Cameron Payne, which seems like kind of subtraction by subtraction. I don't know that that's an upgrade for them. Rumor is they might be interested in Kyle Lowry, who's going to be on the buyout market, reunite with Nick Nurse. So that could make sense. At first, we saw a start last night from Jaden Springer, a young guy that they were really liking in Philly. I thought, oh, that could be a guy that they must really like him. But he gets traded to Boston, so Boston adds to their depth again. So the Sixers, you know, working things from a pretty interesting angle there. You had Grant Williams go to the Hornets, and the Mavs send P.J. Washington. Now I am... Not including all of you know, some of the periphery guys and you know every single pick here. Spencer Dinwiddie gets traded from the Nets to the Raptors, but the Raptors are gonna that's gonna be a buyout situation. But there's a lot of teams now that cannot sign him. A lot of the contenders cannot sign him because of um he was making too much money. So under this new CBA, if you're making more than twelve point five million dollars. At any time, you can't, if that's your contract, you can't get signed by a bunch of these teams in like the second level of this tax apron, as I understand it. And that knocks out, that knocks out Boston. So if Spencer Dinwiddie, if you're, if you're a fan of some of these teams and you think, oh, we can get him on the buyout market, Boston can't, Milwaukee can't, I know Denver can't, the Lakers might be in play, the Knicks could be in play, the Cavs could be in play. So there's some teams in play, but there's a lot of teams that are kind of out of it already. Doug McDermott goes to the Pacers from the Spurs. The Bucs, here's, here's an interesting one. The Bucs traded Robin Lopez to the Kings, essentially for cash. Again, this is bookkeeping 
reasons. Robin Lopez gets traded to the Kings. Robin Lopez immediately, he's waived. Robin Lopez is at the Bucks game tonight in a courtside seat, and he's been reading a book the entire game. I'm not kidding. Robin Lopez, it's not like he went to Sacramento, met everybody, and they said, all right, get out of here. Robin Lopez is at the Milwaukee Bucks game reading a book on the sidelines. It's a hilarious visual if you can grab a picture. Uh, Corey Joseph got traded. Uh, Three-team trade sees Royce O'Neal and David Roddy end up with Phoenix. So that's a good kind of depth move for them. But other than that, really uh, not too much. David Shepard's here, big NBA guy, as you guys all know. I would say like like the Bucks got better with Patrick Beverly, but I don't know that that really changed a ton. He'll bring some defense. I think the Sixers are kind of shuffling what they're going to do while Embiid's hurt. I do think the Celtics got better. I think the big one is the one I haven't even mentioned yet is the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks, again, stay competitive and stay active, bringing in from Detroit Alec Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich and just getting rid of a bunch of guys like they weren't playing. Like Evan Fournier is still in this league. Uh, Malachi Flynn, uh, Quentin Grimes, so a couple of guys there. I think, like, the winner of the trade deadline, even if it's today, or, Shep, if we want to kick it back a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. obviously the Pacers getting Siakam is big, but I think what the Knicks have done over the last six weeks, not just what they've done on the court in terms of winning, but also with some of these trades, uh, and they're losing, right? In, or they're, they lose to the – my. The they stupid did. browser. Yeah, the they, stupid they browser doesn't too. update the scores. Well, I got to manually update well, it. Let me tell you something. Bart, they lost you, to the man. You are going to be very upset. So I'm going to get to the Knicks in a second. Um, here's my hint. Now, I know you get frustrated with the mouse. You're going to get very frustrated with a decision that just took place regarding the Hall of Fame. What do you, what do you, we're not, I didn't want to spoil any of this. I, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm just saying. You're going to get upset. That's all. That's all. I'm going to get upset. You're going to get upset. Yeah. That a player got in? You're gonna, I'm not going to give any hint. I'm not going to insinuate anything. Oh, someone anything. didn't get in? I'm not going to say anything. I'm just saying the Hall of Fame selection just took place live as you were talking about the Knicks. And obviously we know getting a 20-point-per-game score is huge for them considering that Ananobi's out. Did Randall's it take out. place on TV or yes, did it, it did. take place? Yes, it did. Okay, if it took place on TV, we can talk about it. Okay. Because if it took place on TV just now, <laughs> it actually happened 20 minutes ago. Yeah, so, all right. Guess who got in? So we can talk about it. Well, well, who's who here's who's the first ballot guy that I said would get in and I think you begrudgingly said he's going to get in, but I don't want to have anything to do with him. He just got elected. Oh, Julius Peppers. Yep. Ah, yep. oh, jeez. Julius Peppers is a Hall of Famer. It's a good it's a really good class by the way. Really good class. Uh, well, who all got who all got in? Devin Hester got in. Finally, well, that's good. Yeah, Andre Johnson finally got in. Okay, Patrick Willis finally got in. All right, how about Dwight Freeney? He got in. Yes. Okay. Yes. Those are the big. Those are the headliners. I, there's a couple other guys, um, but those are those are the those are the headliners that got in. The the first, you know, who didn't get in? I was surprised about um, Antonio Gates. Really? Yeah. So I guess they like Peppers over Gates for first ballot. Pe- Peppers well, the Packers, Mike McCarthy did line up Peppers at tight end a couple of times. <laughs> Packer fans will know. I, I think Gates got host. 
So yeah, I don't mind if people because I don't I don't want to spoil anything. Because I again, it's the weirdest tape delay situation ever. It's not like an hour tape delay or two hours or it, it's it's like a fifteen minute tape delay. It's they do this every year. I don't know if anybody's aware of this or has ever cared, but I'm here to bring it to your attention. Like whatever you're seeing on TV happened like eighteen minutes ago. It's like that stupid of a distance. The Julius Peppers. Some of you might be like, "What is the problem with Julius Peppers?" Julius Peppers is a Hall of Famer, okay? He's a Hall of Famer. He literally is a Hall of Famer. When he was with the Packers in a 2014 NFC Championship game, Morgan Burnett got an interception. Peppers immediately told him to go down. There was 30 yards of open space. Morgan Burnett could have taken that into field goal range. Instead, Peppers said, go down. Don't fumble. Let's win this game. He's thinking right, but it screwed them over. They ended up losing, so I've always always pointed to that as the big mistake. Uh, in that game, the Seahawks then would go on and, and lose the game in their own travesty the next week at the Super Bowl, the next two weeks later uh, with the um, with the fade and not giving it to Marshawn Lynch at the one. So, all right, um, I'll take, I'm gonna take a quick break. We'll talk some NBA. I'll get your thoughts on everything Knicks related. If there's anything else that you want to jump in, with, I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. I'm watching uh, Lakers Nuggets, and the other TV doesn't work. Hey, Bart, just very quickly, Bulls missed out on an amazing opportunity to unload Caruso, unload DeRozan. Those are the two names. I mean, I don't blame Sacramento for not relinquishing Harrison Barnes. Obviously, they're a contender. But you got two huge asses. Forget Zach Levine and his poor attitude. Well, the Bulls, they, they think they're competing now. I mean, come on now. They think they are. They, uh, they think they're competing. When is the last time an NBA team ever competed with Billy Donovan? Come on. I, I'm not. I'm agreeing with you. Okay. They think they're competing. They they won a couple of games uh, that they weren't supposed to win, and they think they're competing. And I don't know what's happening in Chicago. Uh, again, this one's great franchise, which has just really been nothing for 20 years. They had the year that they looked like, hey, but then Derrick Rose gets hurt. So I, I, I don't know. All right, 855-212-4227. Talking some NBA to start. Why not? Bartometer's coming up in 45 minutes, and that will be live. No tape delay here. The Bartometer is going to tell us who is most likely to blow the game in the Super Bowl. We we can talk about who's going to be the MVP. Uh, I think it'll be Purdy. I think it'll be uh, Mahomes. Uh, might be McCaffrey. Okay, great. Who's going to be the LVP? Who's going to blow this thing? We're going to talk about that with the Bartometer coming up in about 40, 45 minutes. More NBA with you, 855 212 Bart Winkler Show, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show, heard nighttime and nationwide, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler. I have been uh, excited for this night for, well, I mean, the last couple of weeks. We've been talking a lot of football, and rightfully so. I mean, we had the conference championship games. We got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. And today is trade deadline day. And, you know, I've been watching and, you know, consuming and really getting into the NBA uh, as much as ever. And I I thought, all right, trade deadline day, we're going to talk some trades. And then 
people want to talk about it. And not that like one one thing as a radio host is, you know, sometimes a couple of people will call and um, it doesn't mean that that's the majority opinion. But I don't know. There's a lot of people that have gotten on hold here and none of you want to talk basketball. So I'm going to. I'm going to assume that that's probably the consensus tonight. And I, I do want to talk some more basketball, but I guess we'll have the whole spring for basketball. So uh, if you want to talk football, if you want to talk basketball, by all means, step in. But uh, if you want to talk football, we can talk football too. The NFL honors are tonight. I'm trying not to spoil any of the awards. It is on TV, but also some of the stuff has already happened. It's on like a 19-minute tape delay. It's the weirdest thing uh, that they do. I don't. I don't know why they do it. I don't know why they can't just produce a live show. The NFL produces live shows every week. Are they mad? It's going to go over three minutes. It's an NFL program. It will be the highest rated of uh, TV show on broadcast cable tonight. Who's airing it? CBS. They don't care if it goes over. 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 Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Let's uh, talk to Paul. He's in Rhode Island tonight. What's up with you, Paul? My man. How you doing, my man? How you doing, my man? Love your show. You know, I always patronize you. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. What's going on in New England? Here's the deal. What? We have a black quarterback, uh, a black coach, I'm sorry, and uh, we need a black quarterback. The only way to survive. Elliot. You're, t- you're talking about the Patriots? Wolf. Yes, yes. Elliot Wolf, I congratulate you. You know what? You pushed Belichick out. Now you're going to introduce new things in New England. But you know what? Jonathan Kraft, if you don't open up that purse with no zipper, you will never survive. That's all I have to say to the boss show tonight. Where's this? Okay, I don't really. Well, I don't. What okay. I, what I mean. What I mean is. What I mean is, you have to spend the money. Oh, for the, yeah. Yes. I'm. All right. You, yeah. You it's a, it's go, a new day. They got a new coach. They'll probably have a new quarterback. It's a new day in New England, Paul. But you can go. Full stamp money, to the management, but you cannot do that. To the five mm. states in New England, okay, you cannot do that. You well, yeah, we'll we'll see what they do. Brand players here. Yeah, we'll see what they do, Paul. Uh, thanks for the call. Um, I think I'm going to be done with the calls, and we're going to talk about basketball now. Eight five five two one two four two two. Was that great of a call, huh? <laughs> I don't know. All right, I'm going to go now. Because he just called, and I don't want to risk anything. Big Ron is in Jersey. Ron? Yeah, I'm still awake, man. Okay, my God. (laughs) You fell asleep on me last week. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. I was overserved, and I just passed out, man. (laughs) Well, that's what I figured. Well, I was on hold for a long. To, to be fair, I was on hold for like over an hour, man. I just couldn't hang, man. <laughs> Is that you guys got that? You got that clip, man? My snoring. Oh yeah, it was it was popular segment, Ron. 
Well, at least, you know, I was able to, you know, in my junk and ineptitude, was able to, you know, provide you and your listeners with some solid entertainment, man. God knows I wasn't providing it, so you were a blessing that night, yeah. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> that was not you. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was that was the recorder I put in my house. That was me. What's up? Well, you know, I was I've never you know called the show and gotten on so quick. Um, well, that's the, that's a secret. If you ever if we ever catch you snoring, the next time you call, we'll put you on right away. There you go. There you go. Actually, mm-hmm. it was pretty funny um, that uh, Shep um, Shep was like, well, at least. He didn't, the caller didn't die on us, man. At least we can hear him breathing. I thought that was, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Well, you um, know, we're always, we're always looking out. So I guess, you know, in my Super Bowl predictions are this, um, and you, you know, this is a common theme. I've been listening to your show either live or on the podcast. And a lot of people are saying, you know, that you don't bet against, Patrick Mahomes because he's the new Tom Brady and I I know your response is well you don't bet against Brock Purdy because he's he's the luckiest guy on earth man I mean he throws passes off people's face masks and they become they become completed so but anyway I don't care I'm betting on the Chiefs Um, I'm taking the plus two I'm taking the over 47 and a half. I don't really see either of these teams being able to slow down each other's offenses. And um, my prop bet is Ayuk. What is his name? Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Under four and a half receptions. Mm. That's my, that's my prop bet. Well, um, I kind of want to go with you with the chiefs. But there is something that I saw that uh, has me a little shaken. So there is this guy on Reddit um, who has picked the Super Bowl loser the last 16 years in a row. But he doesn't intend to. He actually tries to pick the winner. And for the last 16 years, he's been wrong. And so Reddit got a hold of this guy. They've been trying to figure out what his pick was. He says, don't overthink it. The better team will win. The Kansas City Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. So if I'm going to ride with you on that, we're also riding with a guy who is 0 for 16 in his last 16. Does that mean the streak continues? Or does that mean he's due? I kind of think it might mean he's due. Hey, man, can we – you're probably right. Can we call in Shep for a second? Um, yeah, yeah, I- just you just – Put out the Shep call. Go. Yeah, yeah, put up the back signal, man. Yeah, yeah there he is. The back signal. And so, so Shep, I was on your social media account. I I followed you. I also followed Marco, and I saw Shep. You were like in some kind of like uh, on your profile page. It's just like Teach for America or something like that. Yeah, yeah, good. That's a good pickup on your part, Ron. Yeah, and is that like? Uh, 
where you go overseas and you try to teach like foreigners English. So, uh, so that's that's um, that's close. That's more like a Peace Corps kind of thing. Teach for America, basically, to make it a very quick thirty-second description, is you go into impoverished areas that really struggle with education, struggle with reading levels, struggle with basic maths, and these are communities that are very broken. Um, they don't have any kind of education infrastructure, and you go in and you're an outside professional. And you basically take what you learned in your professional setting and you apply that to the education that they receive. And so you're going into areas with very minimal graduation rates and obviously poverty and crime are very high. And uh, you do your part to make a difference in communities that more likely than not you haven't encountered in your life. Dude, that well, that's is... very noble. That's very noble. Thank you. That is I appreciate very that, noble. Gentlemen. That's Thank very you. Uh, I, I bought I bought a. I bought not one but two boxes of Girl Scout cookies once from a complete stranger. So that's noble. I see. I see your, you know, spreading the <laughs> love, and I raise you two boxes of but Thin Mints. You know what's interesting, but fellas, just very quickly. You know what's really interesting is the way that I bonded with students that I really didn't have a lot in common with different cultures, different backgrounds, was the NBA. That's how I gained their trust is being able to talk so much about basketball and then eventually it got to football and they don't really talk about any other sports. Um, but that's what, that's what the common ground was. So that's what enabled me to have any success in the education world was just my basketball knowledge. Well, and it is quite extensive. I've been pretty impressed. Thank you, Vic Ron. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that, man. You know, Bart, Bart and I love going back and forth on the NBA, man. We can't wait to talk about that after the Super Bowl. Who, who's that guy on the mix? Is it Brunson? Is his name Brunson? Jalen Brunson. Yeah, he happens to be uh, pretty good. I think he might be the greatest Nick since Patrick Ewing. I agree, man. Mm. I, I... <laughs> That's some Charlie Ward erasure right there. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Charlie Ward and Chris Childs out there. My yeah, he apologies. was a Heisman winner, okay? Come on. Yeah, I don't know, man. I go back all the way to the Patrick Ewing days, man. That was that was a great team. and They just ran into Jordan every year. They had John Starks, and uh, that guy had some – Flashy game. He could hit the three. He could drive in. He could dunk. And Charles Oakley, right? Wasn't Charles Oakley on those Knicks teams? What else you got, Ron? Yeah. That's <laughs> probably about it, man. All right. Hey, uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Aren't you watching yeah, with man. some guy's kid? Um. Yeah, I'm watching with George Papard from Breakfast and Tiffany in the A team. I'm watching with his son, man. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good, man. He's give us a. It. Will you give me a play-by-play recap on Monday? I totally will. Okay, man. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Take care. All right, Ron. Good stuff. That's Ron. Big Ron. Wide awake today. Good to see. 855-212-4227. We've got time for you. We've got Super Bowl thoughts. We've got predictions. We've got things we want to discuss at uh, the next start of the hour here. About 25 minutes. The Bartometer's back. The Bartometer is going to try to tell us who's going to be the Super Bowl LVP. Who's going to blow it? Yeah, you know, every other show wants to talk about heroes and good stuff and great plays. Who's going to screw this whole thing up? We'll have that coming up in a little bit. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. My name is Bart Winkler. 855-212-4227. I, I had to run out and ask. <laughs> they they showed on TV? Is this a, has this been on TV? I uh, yes. Actually, uh Marco Belletti and uh, a couple of the guys in the newsroom confirmed it was shown on TV, yes. Okay. Now I think what's happened is that what I'm finding out online and what's happening on TV with this NFL honors, it's caught up to live TV now. Well, this is the weirdest show ever. Well, you got I don't Miles, understand yeah. what they're cutting and not show like just make it a three hour show. By the way, what does Miles Teller have to do with the NFL? Oh, he's Rogers' one friend on earth. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, he's his only friend. Um all right, so the NFL honors. They started naming things an hour before the show was on. An hour before the show was on, I found out TJ Watt did not get Defensive Player of the Year and that it was Miles Garrett. And then they didn't show it until 15 minutes into the broadcast. I didn't get it. Now I guess we're pretty close. Guys, DeMar Hamlin did not win Comeback Player of the Year. DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin died. Did he not die? He died. Twice. He came back to life. Yeah, he died. He died. I saw him die. I saw him die. I Joe Flacco won Comeback Player of the Year. This is the weirdest award that ever existed. Sometimes you get a Comeback Player of the Year award when your leg almost falls off and you're Alex Smith and you come back. Sometimes Eric Berry got it. He beat cancer. Sometimes you get it when you used to suck and now you just suck less. Geno Smith. Joe Flacco got it for winning six games with the Browns? I mean, is it is is being a quarterback for the Browns that hard? He beat DeMar Hamlin, who I thought I saw die. He came back from die. He came back from being dead. And, Joe, like, Joe Flacco has got to feel like – I. I don't know if he spoke or we got to get his speech at some point because I, this is unbelievable to me. I really am stunned. Joe Flacco had 13 first place votes, 26 second and eight third. Damar Hamlin had 21 first place votes, seven second and 14 thirds. It equaled where Hamlin had 140 points. Flacco at 151, Baker had 93, and he had a bunch of second and third place votes and some first. I got him speaking for 50 seconds if you want it. Joe Flacco? Yes. The comeback player yeah. of the year. Yeah, I got to hear this. Uh, Joe Flacco. First of all, I just want to congratulate all you other nominees and winners here tonight. Um, such a special group of men. I'm just honored to be up here and get to enjoy it all with you guys. Um, Big thanks to the city of Cleveland and just everybody in Cleveland. Um, I want to say thank you to my teammates um, just for welcoming me into that locker room at that at that point in the year. To welcome a new guy is not the easiest thing, so I want to say thank you to those guys. Um, I want to say thank you to the organization for just giving me the opportunity to do what I love to do, and that's play football. Um, and I want to say thank you to the city um, just for making me and my family uh, feel at home for a couple months. Uh, truly special. Um, and before I get out of here, I want to say thank you to my beautiful wife. Um, none of this would be possible without her running the show back at home and being the woman that she is. So thank you, guys. That's it? Nothing 
Wow. Um, I want to shout out the guys on You Better You Bet. The guys at You Better You Bet, uh, Ken Barkley and Nick Costos, part of the BetQL network. You can catch that on the Odyssey app. They placed a bet on Joe Flacco winning this award months ago, and uh, they cashed. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. I would have lost so much money had I bet on this. I would have bet them at every single time that I had a chance to. I am stunned, honestly stunned. I just, those those like first 15 minutes when we saw what DeMar Hamlin went through, I, I like, like that's as visible to me as any other 15-minute period in my life. I can like go back, just close my eyes and relive it. It was shocking. So Bart. The, the pushback that I'll give you, and I understand everything you're saying and then some, and I understand the guy died twice and no one ever thought that he would, I don't say, I shouldn't say no one, but most people felt like he's never going to even walk again, let alone play in the NFL. But the thing you have to give Joe Flacco credit for, and, I, and I'm not saying you're not, is that he was out of the NFL sitting on a couch. And he won one game in like the last five years, and he single-handedly, revitalize the Cleveland Browns this year. So are we talking about the story or are we talking about productivity? Because if we're talking about the story, no one comes close in the vicinity of what DeMar Hamlin just accomplished and even being back on the field. But we're talking about two tackles in 2023 compared to a guy that was single-handedly the most important player for Cleveland, and he was night and day above a guy that's one of the highest-paid quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, he revitalized the Browns. Um, another thing that got revitalized was DeMar Hamlin's heartbeat as it had stopped working. That's fair. But are we talking story and narrative or are we talking productivity compared to what well, and this is the problem. This is yeah. the problem with the award. It, it, it covers too many things. This, this shouldn't be, uh, this should not be a debate. Like this is not a, de- like we're basically debating what's like, that's yeah, I can't, you can't, you can't, it's not on the same planet. You're not on the same it's not like, well, I like LeBron because of these attributes. Well, I like Jordan because of these attributes. What we're debating is, well, Joe Flacco, you know, he came, like you said, off the couch and played very well for eight weeks and got his team to the playoffs. Oh, the other guy was in a hospital, and it took 30 doctors to save him. Like, those, those it's not even the same. It's not, it's, not, it's not even the same. So there should be an award for guys like Joe Flacco. And I think the Comeback Player of the Year award was intended for guys that, hey, they were good, maybe not so much, and then it comes back and they're they're pretty decent again. Um, but then, you know, you start giving it, if you, if, if you give it to one guy, like they gave it to Alex Smith, they gave it to, you know, Barry, you give it to these guys. This, this, this guy, this guy was dead. I mean, it's, it's just like, okay, somebody tweeted me. Um, somebody tweeted me. Tom Rinaldi in soft music voice. In the end, DeMar won the greatest award. Life. Okay, I mean, I get it. I get it. DeMar Hamlin is not like, you know, he's, he's, he'll be fine. He's alive. He's I'm, very thankful for right. that. But he came there that night d- 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 under no circumstance that he not think he was walking out with that award. I, I hear you. And, but listen, this is a wonky award show. Like, do you know who's on the screen right now? I mean, how seriously can you take this award? You know Who you got now? I'm not Bart. watching. Who do you got now? Prince Harry. Prince Harry's Prince there? Prince Harry is on the microphone at the NFL oh, Awards. Like, I got to turn on. this on. I mean. I thought, I, I thought he was going home to take care of dad. 
Yeah, that's right. Prince Charles has cancer. That's right. Um, like I, I, I don't, I don't take these awards with with that. You know, I, I take them with a grain of salt. Like Prince what, Harry's what on. Oh, jeez, I'm do, jumping out of my chair. What they should do, Bart, is honestly, they should name the award after Tamar Hamlin. That's how deserving he is of this. I think what there should be is most improved and then biggest comeback. Most improved is Joe Flacco. Biggest comeback, Tamar Hamlin. What do you think of that? I think you just give it to the guy who nearly died. I think you think you just do that and, and then move on with your day. Like, Yeah. If, if I'm Joe Flacco, I mean, that's cool for him. Like, what a story that is. <laughs> what a story. What a story. 80-year-old Joe Flacco is going to be at a bar someday by himself, you know, just sitting there. Guy's going to come in, sit down next to him. Hey, you want to hear a story? I used to be quarterback for the Browns. Oh, yeah, sure, man. Yep. Comeback player of the year. Beat a dead guy. I, I mean, I look, if I if I did bet on DeMar Hamlin, I'm sure that I'd start to have a little bit of an episode here. Um if he didn't win that award, this is un- this is insane to me. Uh, what is Harry doing? Did they do MVP yet, or is that not? Can I get out of the end of the hour talking MVP, or did they not do that yet? You know what? I'm listening to you, which is a good sign, not the television itself. So I don't know if they've done the MVP yet. I, th- I I'm pretty sure we all know who's going to win it, and I didn't see his face or some kind of montage towards him. So I don't think they uh, I wouldn't be so sure. Really? What you seen it on Damar Hamlin? I would have, I would have put my, I would put my life on that award. I'll put like, oh, I'll put a hundred bucks on Lamar Jackson. I would have put my life on Damar winning that award. Well, didn't you say you heard someone say it wasn't Lamar? It was Josh Allen. Dude, I'm stunned. Yeah. I am just so stunned. This is insane. All right, um, I know some people are waiting on hold. I will get to you. I, this was just so shocking. I, I, I was, I'm just like, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Uh, and that's why I kind of like this time slot is that I'm just shocked and can react to this. The Bardo meter needs to be fired up. So we're going to fire that up. We're going to tell you who's going to be the LVP of the Super Bowl, who's most likely. We'll talk to you guys. Got all night to do it. 855-212-4CBS. This is the Bart Winkler Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.